What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, and today I am here with my brother, Josh Primo. How are you today, sir? What's happening, sir? How'd you like that little theme song? Man, I kind of got horny. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's no fucking way I'm not playing this song. Yes, sir. The only thing we missing was that said uh, guitar solo from somebody. Right? That we never uh, seen happen. Oh, no, no, never did that. No. We need that. We need a shirtless uh, band in front of us. All righty. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, today we are reviewing the movie Top Gun, which is what I consider to be the number one bromance movie ever made. And I am eager to jump into this. It's been one of my favorite movies of all time. It's not like top 10, anything like that, but... I absolutely love watching this. I have so much fun watching it. And Josh has never seen it before, so I'm interested in getting his thoughts and opinions on this movie. And before we jump into the review, if you like what we do here at uh, Surfing the Stream, every week, Josh and I review a movie on Thursdays. And then I review uh, here lately. I've been doing two movies uh, a week on top of that. So y'all been getting three movies a week. I'm currently in the process of doing Alien in review and X-Men in review. I actually just finished up the fourth Alien movie today. And then I got to finish watching Origins, uh, Wolverine. So the first three movie reviews of each franchise is already out. And you can go check those out. But today is Top Gun. And if you like what we're doing here, uh, go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. And shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Edmonds, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, and Lindsey Humble. Uh, we got to welcome Lindsey Humble to our shout out tier. Uh, we appreciate y'all supporting us. And uh, yeah, let's let's jump into it, Josh, because I'm ready to hear your thoughts. Let's get it, sir. So Top Gun, for those uninitiated, it is... For Lieutenant Pete Maverick Mitchell and his friend slash co-pilot Nick Goose Bradshaw, being accepted into the elite training school for fighter pilots is a dream come true. But a tragedy, as well as personal demons, threaten Maverick's dreams of becoming an ace pilot. This movie was directed by Tony Scott. Uh, sir, did you look up a uh, director for this movie? No, sir. I sure did not. Dude, he has made some fucking good movies. Hmm. Uh, mainly Denzel Washington movies. What was it? Mainly Denzel Washington movies. Really? What was his name again? Tony Scott. I'll check him out in a minute. So we got Man on Fire. Unstoppable. Taking of Pelham 123. Deja Vu. We got Days of Thunder, which I haven't seen Days of Thunder shit in probably about 20 years maybe 15 20 years it's been a long time since i've seen that movie i can't remember the last time i've seen that all i remember from that movie is uh nicole kidman and tom cruise banging it out she was hot back then <laughs> now she, not so much now <laughs> the you remember us uh talking about, was it a couple weeks ago we were talking about uh like the top five sexual scenes ever yeah, that was another scene that got rewinded quite a bit when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I wonder if it was just because 
she was on the screen and we thought it was good or what? Because I, I don't find her that attractive now. Oh, no, 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 no. I think I only remember her being hot in that one movie. Yeah, but I don't know. If, if I didn't have teenage hormones, I might not have thought that was hot. Uh, dude, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to review Days of Thunder one day, and we're gonna have to figure yeah. out if, if we're gonna have to, we're gonna figure out if that's uh if it still holds up today with her hotness. Yeah, we should, sir. We should. So, Deja Vu, uh, Enemy of the State. Did you ever see that one with uh, Will Smith? Uh, no. That's a, that's actually a pretty good movie. A bunch of these are just thrillers. Days of Thunder and then uh, Crimson Tide. He also directed that. So, a bunch of uh, just really decent. Good movies in there. I've been meaning to watch Crimson Tide. I've never seen it. I haven't either. Uh, this movie has a budget of fifteen million dollars, and it grossed worldwide three hundred and fifty-seven point three million dollars. That is a pretty good, uh, pretty good return on investment, right there. Man, somebody made some bank. They count that paper. Whoa, that cheddar, that cheddar cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that cabbage. <laughs> uh, this movie stars Tom Cruise, Kelly McGillis, Michael Ironside, Val Kilmer, and Anthony Edwards. It has a runtime of one hour and 50 minutes. Now, before we jump into the review, I do want to say, I think the runtime would have benefited from like an extra like 10 minutes. Maybe, maybe not 15, but like 10 minutes of just adding to like the relationship between the... Uh, between Maverick and uh, Charlie, I think that would have benefited a lot if they would just added 10 more minutes to this movie. Uh, I would say that we needed more Goose and Maverick, not him and the chick. Hey, give give me five minutes of each. I want 10 minutes of Goose. (laughs) 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 You can last that long, sir. I mean that. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know I had a stopwatch with me. (laughs) I don't even know where to go from here. Uh, uh, Yeah, just ten minutes across the board. I think would have been. I mean, either or. I think it would have been very beneficial to the story. And I don't say that very often about movies where it could have benefited from a little bit of extra time. Uh, but this movie would definitely have been one of those. This was released on May 16th, 1986. It's fun fact. Man, that's a, that's a federal holiday. Is it? Uh, it should be. It ain't one, but it should be. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yo, y'all were, this world was gifted with me on May 16th. I always fucking think it's June 16th. <laughs> <laughs> Such a dick. Uh, <laughs> uh, the best time ever would be when I when I text you like three days later. <laughs> uh, that was uh, like two weeks later, sir, not three. And you were you were so proud of yourself for getting to me first. I was like, I, was. I appreciate that, but that was like three weeks ago, man. <laughs> <laughs> was, you know, everybody that let me fail on that, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> you got left out man you got I left did. out nobody helped me out on that one <laughs> so the real top gun school imposes a five dollar fine to anyone that quotes this movie while in school i think that's pretty funny 
<laughs> yeah. I feel the need, the need for speed. Bye, dogs. <laughs> well worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, do you remember uh, in the the officer's club when Charlie's with the older man and it's when Maverick meets her for the first time? Yeah. So the older man that she's on, the older man date, uh, that is actually the real-life Viper, uh, Pete Pettigrew. He is a retired Navy pilot and Top Gun instructor, and he served as the technical consultant on this film. That's weird because I didn't know that was her date. I thought she was with her dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have different opinions about this movie now. Well, I mean, Maverick's kind of a douchebag, but all right. Straight up just Mrs. Stilia girl. Yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, Val Kilmer didn't want to be in this film, like, at all, but he was forced to by contractual obligations, and it's actually one of his most famous movies now. Yeah, did you see that he did that uh, thing with his hand that you told me about? The hand? Yeah, remember in Tombstone when he flipped that coin and you had one of your fun facts was that he does that in a bunch of movies. And he did it with the pen when they're sitting in the hangar. Uh huh. In the movie, he did the same exact thing with his hands. And I'd never noticed that until you, you uh, told me that about Tombstone. All right, y'all need to stand by so I can go reread my notes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't fucking see that on my notes, sir. Uh, yeah. It was, it was it wasn't like a fun factor, no. It was just something I noticed when I watched it. Oh, I was like, ah, damn, that's the same thing Matt told me about in Tombstone. He, he does it with his pen, though. He flips it down his fingers. I was like, well, I'd be damned. See, I'd never know that if uh, if you wouldn't have told me that. I didn't even I didn't even recognize it in this one. The Navy had the highest applications rate for years because of this movie. I think it went up. Uh, 500%. They would actually uh, set up booths outside the theater and, and all that. They, it, was, it was a really good promotional tool for, for the Navy, this movie. The Navy only authorized two actual missile shots uh, during the course of this movie. So there's like two missile shots at the, towards the very end, and that, those are actually real-life missiles that got shot. The other ones, I think, are like, uh, like their other, like, not special effects, but like uh, something along those lines where they made it, but there's not real rockets. But two of them are real missiles. Man, I'm surprised they got two of them off of them. Right? And then the last one, and I'm kind of surprised it wasn't more than this, but the Pentagon charged Paramount $1.8 million to use all their planes and aircraft carriers for the film. Well, that is surprising. Yeah, I figured it'd be a little bit more than that. But, I mean, $1.8 million at a $15 million budget. So, I mean, that's a big chunk of change going to to one thing. But granted, the only thing they really do in this movie that required a lot of money was maybe the missiles at the end. I mean, a lot of it's just flying and then them sitting in one location and talking. Yeah, because they really didn't, yeah, because... Uh... I mean, most of that stuff took place in either the plane or that bar or at the house. Yep. All right, sir. Give it to me. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Oh, you're not going to like it when I give it to you. 
Oh, come on now. But the movie review was going to be good. I li- I liked it, man. I thought it was a good action movie. Uh, kept my attention the whole time. I think they got. A- <coughs> Excuse me. I think they got a little carried away with the uh, lovey dovey between Charlie and Maverick. <coughs> you need some but water. Just uh, man, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you stuck it too far you stuck it too far back <laughs> yeah let me get let me get a little, little hydration so while you're while you're doing that uh like i mentioned earlier this is one of my favorite movies of all time it's not in my top 10 or anything like that but it is just it's one of those movies that you can put in and you just have a damn good time watching it really is and yeah, is this a perfect movie? No, it is not. There are, there are actually a few things that I have that I have uh, issues with that we'll talk about in a minute. But for the most part, I just I have so much fun just watching this movie. It, the soundtrack is great. Uh, granted, they play two songs like on repeat, but still great, still great. Now, what were you saying, sir? I man, I like this movie. It was uh, it was good. It was a uh... I, I agree with you. There's some spots I didn't like, but overall, uh, it kept me very entertained. You know, had good, had pretty good character development. I think they could have used uh, a little bit more between why Goose and Maverick are so close. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, it was. Uh, I think it's worth the watch for definite. Oh, it's to to me, it's it's worth a buy. But I digress. Uh, so here are my issues with the movie. And let me get my notes a little bit so I don't I don't jack shit up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one of the issues that I have with it is obviously the score. Oh, not the score, but the soundtrack. Uh, they play Take My Breath Away, which in the course of the song, if you play it like once or twice, that's fine. But it's like a solid like 10 or 15 minutes where that song is played on repeat. And I'm like, bro, we get the fucking deal, man. You taking your breath away. Fuck. Fucking drop it. Yeah, man, they love that damn song in there. They pushed it. And then uh, Welcome to uh, the Highway to the Danger Zone got played a bunch. But you know what? Anybody that disagrees with that song being in there multiple times, go fuck yourself because that is the equivalent. That's like, I don't know. When I think about that song, I think of an American flag waving, and I'm just like, fuck yes. Hell yeah, speed limit's automatically 85. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> And and believe it, it or not, you know that soundtrack went nine times platinum. Ooh, that's how that's how popular that was. I mean, I had heard that song a bunch. I never knew it was uh, this movie soundtrack though. Hmm. Yeah, I just uh, when I heard the song for the first time, I just wanted to be like, dude, I just want to go into a bar and just high five a bunch of my friends because this song is it's getting me fucking hyped. Hell yeah. I want to know if you've noticed this. I think movies today don't have as good a soundtrack as they did in previous years. I agree. I agree. Disney is pretty much the only one that sells out when it comes to a soundtrack. I mean, look at the Frozen soundtrack. I mean, what kid doesn't know that damn soundtrack? I absolutely agree with you. Because back in uh, high school, I mean, you, I don't, uh, the Punisher soundtrack. You had uh, the Daredevil soundtrack. You had Titanic. Uh, I mean, 
Yeah. I mean, for better or for worse, that was a fucking huge soundtrack. <laughs> I, I didn't think you had to like it. It was just a big soundtrack. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I don't know about you if you remember it because it may have been when that movie come out in like 97. Huh? When did Titanic come out? Mm, yeah, somewhere around there. So, yeah, that movie came out and then mom and dad had that damn Titanic uh, soundtrack. CD. Were you ever in the car with them when they would play that thing? No, I I only remember them playing Yanni. Yeah, Titanic and Yanni. That was the two things. What, what, I said 97, didn't I? I think that's what it was. No, that's what I said, right? Yeah, uh, and I agreed. Yeah, fucking 97, bitch. It was 97? It was. Dad, damn, look at this guy on top of his game for once. Right? So, yeah, uh... We would, mom and dad would play that fucking soundtrack on repeat. It was between Yanni and Titanic. I can't tell you how many times I heard my heart would go on. <laughs> Did you know Whitney Houston, uh, most famous song, I Will Always Love You, mm-hmm. was a soundtrack to a movie? Uh, I, the name of the movie is slipping. But I mean, hell, if anybody's a Whitney Houston fan, they know. Uh, uh, my wife should know. I should do that. Like, ma! <laughs> Maybe we should ask Bobby Brown. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, the soundtracks are, are fucking incredible back in the day. And we just don't do it nowadays. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know if it's because they have a, uh, like, like albums don't sell as good as, like now as they used to. I don't know if that might be a reason. Uh, you know, I told you earlier today, I think, because I went through a rabbit hole after I heard that song and, you know, I was listening to Wilson Phillips, all kinds, Brian Adams, uh, Guns N' Roses came up, and I'm like, you know, maybe we've hit our musical peak, and that's why. I, eh, they made some killer soundtracks back in the day. Killer. They did, man, and I kind of missed it was that. Like, I, I think the last great soundtrack that I ever heard was uh, the Saw soundtrack. And when did that come out? In like 2000 and five or six Shut up. 2005 the first saw movie it came out right around when uh wild hogs came out oh yeah you know people a lot of people showing that movie i i was highly entertained in that movie when i was a kid that's just me though i liked it i liked it uh sir i have tried and i have failed i oh, want- we already know tom cruise's fucking bomber jacket in this movie i fucking want it (laughs) i don't know i don't know if i'm just the only one that thinks that are you there i muted myself (laughs) what a dumbass (laughs) god damn it's hard to find it's hard it's hard to hire good help around here (laughs) man i'm telling you buddy your applicant pool was shallow. <laughs> you know, I thought about you when I seen those aviator glasses. I was like, ah, damn, that's Matt right there, boy, with them aviator glasses. Where the fuck do you think I got the idea to get aviator glasses? It was because of this fucking movie. But you know my problem with that bomber jacket? Is I, he's out there in the California sun, sweating, playing volleyball, and then he jumps on his bike with a fucking bomber jacket that could go into it the antarctica 
And yeah. he just puts it on. I'm like, what? That don't make no damn sense. Yeah, but he fucking looks cool wearing it, though. I have to say. <laughs> I'm looking at it. <laughs> I'm just like, God damn, that thing looks nice. It's got the little fucking, uh, the little furry shit on the collar. Yeah. That might be my favorite part of the movie. Not going to lie. Yeah, I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably, probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, another issue that I have with the movie is it at times it's it's a super predictable movie. Okay, you're not going to this movie expecting to have some Academy Award winning uh, plot or or writing or even just anything else. You know, you go this for the entertainment. You go in here to see some uh, some dog fighting, some plain dog fighting, and get some decent character development. Uh, when they're not in the airplanes and a little bit of the action, but everything is a little predictable, a little cliche. I mean, you got the missing father, uh, the teacher's the last one to see him and you got the hot girl, the friend dies and then he loses confidence only to, Oh, rise above it and succeed in the end. I mean, it's super cliche. I mean, we've seen this plot a hundred times. And I can't really give you a good reason as to why this movie is, you know, why I love it so much, other than the soundtrack. The, they have some decent character development. Like you said a minute ago, I wish they would have had a little bit more focus on him and Goose, since that is such a pivotal point in the movie, is him dying. And then I would have liked a little bit more with the romance part, because it, it's not like they fell in love really quickly, because they actually kind of drew that out. Uh, I, I, from what I remember, I thought it was like, oh, it was like they were in love like the next day, which is not necessarily the case. Uh, but like after that, like when he leaves uh, Top Gun and she sees him at that, that bar and she tries to get him to stay and she's just all like, I'm leaving. And then she leaves. I'm like, I thought y'all fucking loved each other. <laughs> like <laughs> it, there's not much effort there. Do you know that uh, in the original script, she was supposed to have been a, uh, a enlisted Navy uh, person. But whenever they contracted with the uh, Navy to try to make the movie seem legit, mm -hmm. the Navy said they would not do it with her being uh, enlisted and him being an officer because it was fraternization. So that's why they made her a uh, civilian contractor. Oh, I, you know I, that that would it it answered a, a lot of questions because I was like, well, who the hell has a contractor on staff? But it worked. Yeah, I I think they had good chemistry. You know, I've read a couple of reviews where it was like they have like zero chemistry. I don't I don't know, dude. I I I thought they had a lot of chemistry between the two of them. What What do you think? I thought they uh, played off each other real well. I mean, so I think she did awesome in it, man. When they, when they, uh, he goes to her house the first time and she's sitting on that couch, you can just tell she's smitten for that guy. She, I, and she didn't even say anything when he was leaving. I thought she did really well. So when they have, when they have sex for the first time in this movie, man, they're looking at each other, they're looking at each other the entire movie like, oh my God, I want to have like hot, nasty sex with you, right? Like, I want you to slap me and call me a dirty girl kind of sex. 
And then when they finally have sex, it is like the most passionate sex I have ever seen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) This guy said, I had to stop the movie two times to finish. (laughs) (laughs) The most passionate I've ever seen in my life. I do. uh, I poke fun at that. But man, when they were kissing, I was like, God damn, I can see his tongue going in her mouth. Boy, they they really are laying this one on. <laughs> I I I really do think they 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 sailed that part between the two of them. I think they had a lot of chemistry, and like you said, I mean, it looked legit. I ain't gonna lie, it looked legit. It, you know, the weirdest thing is, is I agree with you on that. You know, the movie has a lot of cliches in it. And for the life of me, I've tried to figure this out. I watched it two or three days ago. And I've sat here and one thought to myself, why did I like this movie so much? But there was just something about it that I liked. I would, uh, not my favorite movie ever, but man, it just kept me engaged for the whole time while it was on. It's just, it's just, it's so much fun to watch. I think they do a good job of building tension while up in the air, up in the, uh, in the sky and they're doing the dog fights. And I, I think, like, I'm curious to know from your perspective, did you ever think that Goose was going to die? No, I was actually kind of surprised that he died. Because, uh, you know, when they doing that and he's like, watch the shield, and he comes up and he hits it, I'm like, God dang, I, was not a, I thought they were going to go, you know, at least through school intact together. But, damn, I was kind of shocked by that. And... I didn't realize that that happens at the round, right around the one hour mark. So we get what 30, 40 minutes of him dealing with Goose's death. Now, here's the issue I have with Goose's death it's not necessarily his death, it's how everybody handles his death. So they're essentially best friends or, or brothers, you know, as they say. And Obviously, Tom Cruise, I mean, he, he did a good job of showing, like, he, he felt defeated and whatnot. But was he more upset that he failed at something? Or was he more upset that he lost his friend in the process? Because it's hard to tell. Because it seems like with some of the dialogue that, that happens over the course of the movie, and him saying, you know, it's not my fault, or, or what, or it is my fault, it, it seemed like he was more upset with the fact that he failed in that that particular exercise and not necessarily because of the death of goose i took it as he thought it was his fault his friend died that's what i took it as no oh, okay maybe it's just me but i do appreciate that they they didn't just oh he died and then like the next second he's you know back in the sky and succeeding i mean even they even drew it out into the last uh dog fight uh scene the sequence where he, uh, where he kind of blacked out and he kind of drifted off and wasn't the wingman anymore. Yeah, I got one thing to say, and then I got a question for you there, sir. Okay. I thought the one of the most powerful moments in that movie was when Maverick and Goose's wife was in that room, and you know she was like, "He loved flying with you more than anything in the world." I thought that was just a powerful uh, scene there, just. Uh, very well played. I thought they did good together on that one. Yeah, I mean, it was 
for the I mean, it was it was really great acting in this movie. When you think it, it was good. It was. I mean, they they sold on the the emotional moments. And I mean, when I mean for a majority of the movie, Tom Cruise looked like he was fucking having fun. I mean, I don't blame him flying. Hell uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, to be filmed in 86, I thought some of the camera work was pretty damn phenomenal. And it still holds up today. Like it looks fucking great. Yeah, you know, I think most people today would have just tried to uh CGI that and yes. <laughs> they didn't and man, it just it works. So I don't know if you know this. Um and you you had to ask me a question, right? Yeah, but I got diverted. No, go go ahead. I'll, I'll say what I have to say. <clears throat> what what do you think he threw the dog tag <clears throat> in the water for? I think he's he's signaling that like, okay, I if I hold on to you, then it's just gonna not not necessarily bring you down, but I feel at peace with with your death, and I, I gotta move on, kind of thing. All right, I was just curious. I didn't I didn't have a thought either way. I just was I was like, well, I thought that would he would keep something like that since they were so close. But I I would think the same thing. You know, if it was like like me or you, and it happened to, I'd probably keep the dog tag. I'm just saying, that if we're if we're brothers in arms and shit, and we're really close friends, I'm probably gonna keep that little that little keepsake. But I I take it as, hey, I it wasn't my fault. I I'm at peace with your death, and you know I'm finally kind of moved on past the struggles of your death, and I'm ready to to go forward. Yeah, yeah, and in that scene, you know, where the the engine cuts out, and then the other one cuts out, and they start spinning. Mm-hmm. You know, the stunt pilot Art Scholl actually died doing that stunt. Yep, <clears throat> I, I did. I did not know that. That was uh, that was crazy. Yep, they actually had uh, the movie was dedicated to him, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it is. That's why. That's what made me look up that guy. I was like, who, Wait, who's this guy? Wait, what was his name? Art. Shoal, S-C-H-O-L-L. Hmm. Yeah, the, mo- the movie was uh, named after him. I do know that. Yeah. But I don't know if you know this. They're coming out with part two, a sequel, finally, uh, later this year. Did you know that? Uh, no, I did not, sir. Yeah, it was supposed to come out last year, but it got, de- it got delayed because of the pandemic. Uh, but it got... They started filming, I want to say, in 2018. It, it, got, it started filming a long time ago. And the reason why it got delayed was because they wanted to shoot the, obviously, the fire jets and the dogfighting and the air sequences all, like, legit. Like, none of it's going to be CGI. And I think that's one of the great things about this movie is, and you kind of said the same thing a minute ago, that I think what really works in its favor is that the, if those are actual practical things going on and it's not CGI because if it's CGI, you're not really involved in it much because it doesn't feel like it's, it's real and it's happening, but they're in real airplanes doing these real stunts. And it just, not only does it look dope, but it actually, you know, brings you into the moment and makes you care for those characters that are in those particular moments. Yeah, but I mean, you could CGI something and make it look good, 
but you're not going to get the same feel. You know, it was like we were in a damn third seat in that jet at sometimes in those uh, dog fights. Yes. Yes. And it, dude, it looks so good. So good. And, and it does. the great thing about it is I don't feel like it got overused. I mean, you had some, some lengthy sequences, but I'm, I'm curious to know what the time, the time limit is on how much actual aerial shots that they had in the movie compared to how much they had on the ground. Because I feel like it was, what, 60-40, if that? Maybe 70-30 in favor of being on the ground? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have been upset if they had thrown another one in there. No, no, me neither. Because it fucking looked fantastic. It did, sir. It and did. I, I love the fact that they kind of brought in a real-life situation at the very end. And it wasn't just a, you know, another test or whatever. It was actually like a legit people getting killed kind of moment. Yeah, definitely. You know, I really liked the part how they showed in the very beginning, you know, uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but he's the one that freaked out and couldn't land very well and hit the runway hard. And Yeah. I thought that was pretty good considering they were in a, a pretty big firefight right there too. Yep. It was uh... – I think that just that the reason that really kind of resonates with me a little bit more is I think it's really great in the character development of of Maverick because yeah he's just top notch and he looks cocky I mean for a majority of the movie and he's he's cocky and he's arrogant and then he gets humbled when he loses his best friend but in that in that scene I don't know if you can tell but he looks like super arrogant in the way that he's talking to him I don't know if you got that feeling. No, at first I was like, well, this guy's like, you know, Captain Save Everybody. And then he introduces himself as Maverick, his call sign to a lady. And I'm like, this dude's a douchebag all the way around, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's introducing himself in a third person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you're obviously not watching my uh, X-Men series or listening to my X-Men series because you're, you're not a big fan of the, the comic book stuff. But yeah, when when mutants uh, identify themselves as their names, I'm like, ah, that's kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my nickname is Magneto. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hi, my name's Chicken Wing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't tell people your nickname. You find that out through the grapevine. Exactly, sir. I mean, damn if if you got a nickname, it's for a reason. You shouldn't be like having to tell everybody so let's talk about Iceman for a second Val Kilmer's character what did you think about him I thought he did really well I mean he was a I don't know he was a real arrogant dick in the beginning but then he showed that he evolved uh, when they're in the locker room after Goose's death and he's like you know I'm I'm sorry about that but then as soon as they get to the ship at the very end he reverts right back to being a, a douchebag again. See, I have to, uh, I have to disagree with you. Now, I was talking a little bit about about this to Nick because we were talking about Val Kimmer's character in this movie, and they they put it off as it's Iceman versus Maverick. It's a huge rivalry, and they want you to see Maverick as the good guy and Iceman as the bad guy. I think it's reversed. I think. Iceman is the more restrained dude. He's the more level-headed character. 
And yeah, he's a dick, but he's only a dick because of how arrogant and cocky that Maverick is. I mean, if you if you follow kind of his progression through the story, uh, Iceman is only concerned with Maverick being a team player rather than a it's all about me kind of thing. Yes, Iceman has that arrogance behind him because he he knows how good he is. But I think that comes from a part where, where, yeah, I know I'm the best, but I'm not flaunting it like like Maverick is, who hasn't really proven it yet. You know, the only reason he's at Top Gun is because that one dude uh, quit. You know, that's the only reason he's there. Whereas Iceman got there based off his his merits. And then you see the scene where Goose died. He's trying to level with him a little bit and trying to be more comforting. And then obviously Maverick is not in the spot in his head where he should be. And they're bringing into the skies. And that's been his whole thing. The entire movie is he wants Maverick to be a team player and for him to back him up. And he's afraid that Maverick is not going to be there when he needs him. And then, and then you see the final scene, the sequence where Maverick finally comes to the rescue and he's the wingman that the movie's kind of been saying that he's not the entire thing, which is, I think a super powerful moment. I think it kind of brings that arc all the way around and it makes both those characters so much better. You have officially blown my mind, sir. That is damn enlightening. <laughs> right? I'm like, you, they kind of portray Maverick as, as the hero of the story versus the bad guy, Iceman. But I, I think it's reversed. I think it's reversed. I think Iceman is actually the good guy. This guy got all philosophical and shit on me, and now I'm confused. I'm like, God damn, his points are very valid. <laughs> right? <laughs> I just fucking ran, I just went on like a five-minute rant about who's the actual good guy in this movie. God damn, I'm going to start calling you doctor over there. Fucking doctor philosophy. <laughs> doctor Phil. Man, if a bear shits in the wood, do we still hear it? <laughs> <laughs> That's the point I was proving earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It goes full circle. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, that's 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 one of the reasons why I love this movie is they they want you and you think you know who this hero is, but I don't think that's who it is at all. And the fact that I can have like a little bit, I, I can bring that point to you. It just it makes me love this movie so more, so much more. The the character development, the the soundtrack, the dialogue is not that bad. I mean, they have some moments where it's kind of you know it's very eighties and nineties like. And it's a testament of its time. But for the most part, it's all super solid. And I think they do a good job of building tension in, in the air. And they they bring you down with the uh, the love, the romance stuff, uh, and, and bromance stuff. I mean, this movie is what I consider the number one bromance movie of all time. Oh, yeah, definitely. They, uh, they bromance that all the way to the moon and back. And it worked, sir. It worked. It absolutely worked. You definitely have me thinking differently about this movie. That, you know, I'd never thought of that angle on it. Uh, maybe I was thinking the good guy was really the bad guy. I mean, that makes a lot of sense now that I look back and think about all the conflicts those two had together. Mm-hmm. Well, I might have to watch it again. Ah, I wouldn't blame you, dog. <laughs> Man, that, that was deep, dog. That was deep. That's what she said. 
<laughs> she didn't say it to me, but she said it to somebody. <laughs> I ain't never heard what that was about, but damn. <laughs> I want to find out. <laughs> so, yeah, I absolutely love this movie. It's one of the most just, it's one of the just most entertaining movies. I don't call it, it's not like comfort food, but like when you're just, you just want to sit down and just watch a super fun, entertaining movie. I think this just, it hits all the spots just enough to be, like you said, just all around entertaining and it keeps your focus throughout the course of the movie. It's so good. I wish it had 10 more minutes. Added That's for- what she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely heard that. <laughs> so, uh, you have any other thoughts on this movie, sir? No, you know, when I first started this review, I was like, you know, I, it's about a three, three and a half movie. But I don't know, you've spun it on me, and now I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, this movie was a little deeper than I took it. And I think I'm about to raise it up a little bit on that. It might have, might have to be like a four. All right. I'll take that. I'll take that. But you know, the craziest thing is, is I can't sit here and list off things on why you should watch this movie, besides it entertained the hell out of me. Exactly. And really, I mean, you go to the movies to be entertained, right? Exactly. I mean, this will do it for you right here. I, I, I really think this is it. When you think about like the best movies of all time and people's favorite movies, Top Gun never gets brought up. I think it's a super underrated movie. And I am very excited for the sequel that comes out this year. So ready for it. And, you know, I've never been a Tom Cruise fan. I shit on him probably every chance I get. Yes. Yes, you do. Uh, I, I'll eat it. I, he did good in this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I give it four and a half stars. It's not five stars, uh, mainly because of the little issues that I have with it. Uh, which is the the cliche story. But really, I mean, I say cliche story, but that's not really a negative against it because that doesn't bring the story, that doesn't bring my my score down at all. I just wish it had a little bit more time to kind of air out those relationships between Maverick and Charlie and then Maverick and Goose. I think if you give like 10, 15 more minutes to to expanding those relationships a little bit more, I think some of that some of those things that happen later in the movie are like they hit even harder than what they actually did so four and a half stars for me sir yeah you know i am convinced if they would have just spent 15 minutes you give me some info on uh how goose and maverick became such good friends like in flight school or uh uh who knows you know a duty station or something man this would have been a solid five movie that that's the only thing it's missing, I think. Yeah, I, I'll agree. I'm I'm curious to know if they if they dive into that in the sequel at all. I, I'm curious because yes, you're you're absolutely right. They don't really go into how they met. They you don't go into, you know, how do they become best friends and, and all that. They don't they don't give you any of that stuff. There's like almost no background. The only guy that gets background stuff is obviously Tom Cruise. And it's mainly just about his dad. 
Yeah, which was half-assed explained. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That could have been. It could have been better explained. I, I, I will absolutely agree with you on that. But man, if you're looking for just something to be like, I'm gonna pound on my chest because this is so damn manly. That this would this would be your movie to watch. In fucking deed, hundred percent agree with you. So I'm looking at this up on Vudu, and the ultra high def edition is twenty bucks. I did not buy this uh, for twenty bucks, uh, so I I would not buy it digitally. If you have the opportunity, go to Best Buy or Amazon, and it'll be cheaper. I'm not sure what the prices are, but I got a steelbook edition of it, and it's fucking sexy. Why? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I absolutely. If you have not seen this movie and you've kind of gotten to this point, well, shame on you because we've we've spoiled. Goose's death, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, <laughs> BT Dubs. Spoiler alert! <laughs> uh, but I highly recommend go check it out. I mean, drive what you're doing and just go check it out. This is like one of the most entertaining movies of the '80s, '90s. I mean, just of all time. I honestly was yeah. kind of pissed off that this was not part of my '90s in '90s action in review. Because I thought it was, I, mean, I thought it came out in the '90s, but I was, I was highly mistaken. <laughs> By a couple of years there, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's going to be it, sir. Unless you got anything else to say about the movie? No, sir. Oh, I think we covered it well. I think we did too. Well, we appreciate y'all joining us for our Top Gun review. Uh, hopefully, we can get Josh to watch the sequel this year, and we'll review that one as well. Uh, what are we doing next week? We doing uh, "Let Him Go" with the uh, Kevin Costner and Diane Lane movie? Yeah, I think that's the one we decided on. Okay, yeah. So next week we're gonna do "Let Him Go." It got released uh, recently. I'm, I'm thinking. I think it's yeah. You can buy it now. Uh, I think it's like ten bucks on Vudu currently. But we're gonna go check that movie out. Uh, it's getting some great reviews. Uh, for Kevin Costner and Diane Lane, I'm not. I can't remember what it's about off the top of my head. I just remember it looked good. That's all I remember. Then Kevin Costner usually doesn't disappoint unless he's trying to swim. Unless he's trying to swim. <laughs> yeah, Waterworld. <laughs> um, when's the last time you watched that movie? Uh, I don't know when the last time I hated myself enough to do that. See, I watched that for 90s action and review. It didn't make my top 10, if I'm not mistaken, but I said it was not as bad as people will remember it to be. Yeah, I think you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do remember we have that movie with Liam Neeson, Ice Road. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's either going to be awesome or awesomely bad. Hey, I actually gave Waterworld three and a half stars. Wow. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think but granted I was watching a lot of nineties action movies then, so I could have watched like five terrible ones and then watched that one and be like, oh it's it's actually pretty good compared to what I just watched. Yeah, touche, sir. Touche. But yes, we do need to watch that uh Liam Neeson movie when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be out. I don't know, the end of this month, I think. So, yeah, we got, uh, let's see, we got Let Him Go next week, and then 
the week after that, sir, I hope you're ready. War movies in July. I'm I'm ready to get this going. Now, everybody, I said we we release these episodes on every Thursday. Uh, that one will not release on July 1st. We are delaying that episode until July 4th. We will be reviewing The Patriot uh, on that day for obvious reasons. Because America, sir. America. <laughs> the, day, the day that we whoop some ass and gain our... Hell, Hell yeah. But I appreciate you joining me for this review, sir. Yes, sir. I uh, enjoyed it. Indeed. Well, y'all, we appreciate y'all joining us. Y'all let us know what you think about Top Gun. Email me, twogamepodcast at gmail.com, or find us on Facebook, and we are on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, Leave us a comment on there. And, uh, yeah, and we will catch y'all next time on another episode. Later.